Hi there and welcome to another episode of Song in a Chat with your host, Pete Pascoe. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back for another dose, another weekly dose of stepping into the shoes and seeing how a songwriter's mind ticks. It's uh, We're a strange bunch. Of, I imagine we're probably fairly strange as songwriters. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I guess we just... Just forever just sort of fishing and wondering if we're going to come across a song and it is kind of the wildest thing to sort of consider that, you know, um, that's what I've become. I, I didn't really sort of set out to become that, although, you know, I, I just I just went a bit quiet there because I was thinking about how I was going to approach today's uh, episode. Look, let's just cut back to the, to the beginning. If this is your first time to, here today, thank you so much for tuning in. I do hope you enjoy yourself. Yep, you're going to have a listen to a song and there'll be some uh, bit of a looking at the lyrics and the words, bit of a yap, bit of a chat, maybe some stories, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I had that in mind. I had, what, what I was doing just before I rolled the tape was this. Moody, eh? That's where the song Talking Riddles came from. And then went nice. Sounds sort of uh, medieval, doesn't it? I guess it would work on like a, a harpsichord. Is this a harpsichord? Hang on. Yeah, there you go. All right, um, I have. I'm feeling very mellow tonight. Forgive me if I'm a little bit too laid back. I just come back from a camping trip, and it was great. Up in a place called Bright, up in the hills in uh, Victoria, uh, I was there about a year ago. And this time last year was when Melbourne went into. I was going to say meltdown, but lockdown. Uh, all my work went west as a as a piano player, as a singer, as a pianist. Um, piano teacher, artist, uh, yeah, markets where I sold my work, all went west overnight. And so it turned out to be a very good thing to have my fingers in a few pies. Uh, over the last year, I've, I've done a lot of things. I mean, as you can see, I've 50-odd podcasts and uh, podcast episodes, and it's been really great. All right, um, yeah, being up in the mountains and fishing on the stream is where it's at for me, chasing those little trout. Um uh, I'll talk more about that soon. Right now, I want to talk about talking in riddles. And before I talk anymore, I think I'm just going to play this song. Here we go. This is Talk in Riddles and roll it. for you, a place for you, 
Okay, so there you have it. That is talk in riddles. Now, I, I just um, I stopped the recording there at the end, and I just looked up on my iPad something because I looked at the um, the old songbook. Now, this is song number two hundred and eighty-three, and it's from nineteen ninety-three. And I see I wrote the words in Auckland, and today. Earlier today, this is fascinating to me, earlier today uh, I wrote in my blog post, which you can check out at ppasco.wordpress.com, I'll put it in the show notes, about a uh, interview with um, uh, Mitchell Froome, who was the producer of Crowded House's first three albums. He also produced Suzanne Vega's uh, 99.9 uh, Fahrenheit Album, which is just brilliant. It features his really quirky, cool keyboards. And um, I just happened to go to that concert uh, in New Zealand of Suzanne Vega with Mitchell Froome on keyboards. Um, and that was the week that I actually wrote the words for Talking Riddles. I think that's pretty cool because on my blog today, uh, I said to the Crowded House are touring New Zealand today, uh, this week, and I think they're about to play on Palmerston North, my hometown. Mitchell Froome is now on keyboards with Crowded House. I, I just can't help thinking that that's some kind of cool kind of, you know, ooh, yeah, sort of synchronicity creeping in there. I love that sort of thing. I think it's real magic in songwriting and music and the arts and pretty much just being human, you know. It, we're, it's a magical experience being being human. All right, I'm I'm going to... Whew, that's trying to blow my mind a little bit. I'm going to get into the lyrics here straight away. Um, and uh, yeah, what this is about, uh, talking riddles, 
Well, let's see, shall we? The opening gambit is this. I thought this was pretty weird. I'd love to chop my heart in two. <laughs> now, I said sort of time and time again on these uh, podcast episodes, that lyrically speaking, I, I like to ground something in reality, something that's around, that's around me. Well, I don't really want to chop my heart in two, figuratively speaking, perhaps, shall we see? So you could see before your eyes a place for you, a place for you, a place for you where no darkness lies. So it turned out all right. I, I thought that was quite a nice image in a way. Yeah, there, there's a place in my heart for this particular lady. Yep, it's about someone from my past. Um, the, the whole a place for you, place for you, place for you. That'd be the magic three. It's a good idea. Um, Elton did it, didn't he? Hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. Put it in words. Wonderful. Yeah, your song. Eh? Uh, I talk in riddles. It infuriates me. I've got in brackets. It drives me crazy. I think drives me crazy is what I said. So I talk in riddles. It drives me crazy. I think driving me crazy is kind of more than a better, better sort of a phrase rather than the word infuriates me because it doesn't always infuriate me, but it does drive me crazy at times. And what I'm talking about here is is the male, the male, uh, I say species, just about as a different species at times to the female species, uh, the males in the world uh, communicating in spoken language to the female uh, fairer sex. And it can get pretty complicated at times because you can get these conversations that go, well, I did say that. Well, no, you didn't. You said something like blah, 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 blah. Well, doesn't that say it? That's exactly what I was saying. How can that not be it? Well, it's just, you know, <laughs> those sorts of conversations. Yeah, that's what this song's about. I talk in riddles, it drives me crazy. And my emotions falls in lines. My emotion falls in lines. So it, it falls on the line I'm writing. Uh, and God knows what. This does to you, and God knows what you're thinking to. So there was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, frustration getting, I was getting something off my chest here about, about uh, there was a potential uh, relationship that didn't actually eventuate, and um, it, was, it, was, it was frustrating me at the time. I didn't feel like there was clear communication happening, and I, I was doing my best, and I'm sure the other person was as well. And then next we have something even, here we are, here I am talking in riddles on purpose, right? So what I've done is I've thought, right, you know, I'll just give you a demo here. I'd love to drop this in the zoo and have it played with by the monkeys, for I've thrown the words into the lion's mouth. <laughs> you what? Exactly. I mean, I, I don't have foxed myself there, apart from the fact that there's this, well, um, Drop it in the zoo. Well, the zoo recording studios were really great studios um, set in, in Hamilton, owned by a, a friend of mine, Grant Hislop, and uh, Zed Brooks was the fantastic engineer there. And uh, the band um, recorded there. Uh, we, we did about 17 songs in three days, poor old Zed. I ended up uh, doing a, recording some commercials there, uh, recording the the uh, announcers from the radio station. It was adjacent to a radio station there. And uh, they used to come through and do voiceovers. I did that for a couple of weeks. And at night, I, I, I got hold of the B Studio and did an album in there. So I had a good time. Uh, I'd love to have it played with by the monkeys, meaning the engineers. <laughs> Sorry, Zed. <laughs> 
Uh, and this bit, I'm not sure. I've thrown the words into the lion's mouth. It's like, you know, make make of that what you will. There you go. I talk in riddles and I cover myself. So there you go. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty much the reason why. In one sentence, one simple sentence, I uh, cover myself. Afraid of being vulnerable, perhaps. And um, perhaps that's why. And my words fall, misunderstood. Oh, I like that. Your, your words sort of carry, don't they? If they carry across, it's all good. But my words fall. Not fail, but they fall. Yeah, Misunderstood. And who knows why it feels right. Whoever said it had to be so black and white. So there I'm saying, yeah, well, maybe I know I'm talking riddles. And it's hard to talk in black and white terms. So maybe what we're looking at here is a, uh, it's a much younger me. And um, there's some maturing to happen there, by the looks of things. I talk in riddles, but I can't fool myself. So, you know, no matter how much I talk around it, I'm a goner. <laughs> You're a flower in a busy city, a place for me, maybe me, a place for me to stop and rest. So I'm sort of asking a question, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> is it? Nah. <laughs> stop and rest. I'll do my best to make you see the meaning of my riddles. So there you go. There's there's a sort of a... It took about my heart being chopped open in two. It's a little bit like looking inside a 20-something-year-old's um, brain uh, as he's trying to communicate some ideas, uh, not too successfully, and perhaps no surprise that things didn't really get off the ground. <laughs> it's funny. I can look back at this and just sort of laugh and yeah, it took a chunk out of my heart. Oh, it was a tough time. You know, it was a growing time. And this song has taken me right back there. And, and I'm pleased I documented it like this. Uh, I did keep diaries as well. So I've, I've got written out how I was feeling at the time. Um, but I, I think uh, that's all well and good. There might be something in there. But immediately, much more immediately, um, a piece of art like this, a song... Uh, become something uh, accessible by by many, and and you can take ownership of the song, and you can sort of see how it pertains to yourself. Yeah, all right. So that that's pretty much the words. And I still blow my mind about that whole Mitchell Froome, and probably to the week. You know, oh no, no wait, that, that that was August that I I was in uh, Auckland and wrote the words. I see, or somewhere around about there, but. Anyway, look, it was it was pretty weird to be re- hearing him talk today and and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so the music, where did it come from? Well, like I said at the start, this little riff here. Sort of a nice, moody, little sort of a riff. Now, that didn't come in, did it, until further into the song. I sort of started out with this. sort of toodling along and there's nothing too out there in terms of the music uh it's just following the the chords that you expect if you were playing in this key la 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 and you can sort of move up and i've just used those chords i've mixed them up a little bit so but i like the i like the melody (laughs) 
hope you find it. I'd love to chow. Set. Here it is. Don't mind that. Again. It changes here, does So I'm all over the place from my playing there. The reason is, well, one of the reasons is an excuse. It's a long way away. Hang on, I'm just going to move it around. My eyes ain't what they were, I tell you. <laughs> it's a dim light in my studio tonight. And it's, it's a nice, I think it's a nice melody. I really do. That, um, I love to chop my heart in two. That, that works. It's a piano song, I think. Okay, the next part. So here I am repeating a little phrase. I think it's a good idea to repeat a phrase that a place for you, a place for you. And I've changed the chord from C to D to the A minor now. And here it goes. I think it's a nice chord. A little bit of an unusual one, A minor with an F sharp bass. I'm sure it's got a flasher name than that. <laughs> and there's a bit of emotion about that. And a good way to get a bit of emotion in a melody is to make it go places and go up. Not always, but sometimes it works. And that going up there only works with this chord. A place for you where no darkness lies. And we're into that little holding. And then I've got more to say. So it's that's basically basically the essence of the song. Um, I like the little holding pattern that it gives the listener time to sort of review and reflect on what's been said. And also, there's a little gap between the next gambit. I like talking riddles because, well, drive me crazy, <laughs> etc. So it sort of moves into the next se- next section. Okay, into the bridge now. Again, fairly straight. And here it changes this bit. This one, Ooh, almost gospely there, isn't it? It's used a couple of diminished chords. They're pretty cool. See if you can hear them. A minor, G the B B B bass. C this one, cool. This one, and back into that. And it just really. Um, fascinates me that how many different songs you can come up with just with before you start a song you know you've got that up your sleeve um you can break those rules as a songwriter going into this song i've written the words first and i see i wrote the music back in palmerston uh, later that was in august there so um it when i looked at the song 
I didn't think it was going to be, you know, like this, uh, uh, you know. It could do it. It could do a rock song. Like, I'd love to jump my heart in two so you could see before your eyes. <laughs> you see this, there are a million different ways you can approach writing a song. Um, with this song, it just felt like it was going to be a gentle one. There you go. All right, so that's basically it. And oh, and at the end, there's a little bit of a change up. I do my best to make you see, make do my best to make you see the meaning of my riddles. And we're back into that. So that whole twiddly stuff, yeah, where, where does that sort of come from? I, I hear you ask. It's all very well. You say, oh, well, yeah, look, you're a songwriter. You just sort of start playing, do you? Well, pretty much you do. Um, once you've figured out a few chords that go together, like you can find them. Look, check out the circle of fifths online, and you will see that G chord sounds good with his best friends, C and D. They're right next to each other, either side of G. So that's how you know they're good. Moving uh, clockwise around, uh, you just turn the next three into minors. Now, to most of you, don't, don't, don't go away. It's like, what was that gobbledygook he was talking about? Just some theory. I just want you to know there is some theory. It's like art, you know, like um, I want to make some green. Okay, well, everybody knows you mix yellow and blue. Um, once upon a time, I, I think, I, I, I imagine, I'm guessing here, but I think artists must have been viewed as some sort of magical, mystique sort of, mystical sort of being, so they could, wow, they can change, make colours like that, how do they know? Blue and yellow make green. Now, we, we've we've made that as part of our pretty much school curriculum and kindergarten, yeah, the colours of the rainbow, here's how they mix together. It's just the same sort of stuff, yeah? Same sort of theory. Once you're dead sure that, you know, your blue and your green go together with that orange and that, yeah, it, it's the same sort of thing. So, and, and your hands get used to playing the instrument that you're on. There is nothing better than having a, an instrument that you can just play naturally. I wish I could play guitar, I tell you. <laughs> I can't, but when I do, let my fingers fall on the keys. They just do pick out chords. So I'm doing that with my eyes shut. Yeah, it's just, it's it really, really helps your songwriting to be proficient on a instrument, on an instrument. There you go. I think it's a really, really good sound bass. Okay, let me just think about things for a minute here. You know what else is bugging me? Not bugging me, but just fascinating. There was a fellow called uh, Wayne Gillespie. I think that was his name. Uh, singer-songwriter, I think he's Australian, but he was in New Zealand. Uh, and I've just seen that he was playing with Suzanne Vega in concert in Auckland with Mitchell Froome. And that's kind of wild because I saw him in Hamilton where I was you know, recording at the zoo and that sort of thing when I wrote the song. Went out and saw him playing in a pub and he just comes straight up, straight up to me, marched up and goes, Hi, I've met you before. How are you going? Shook my hand and everything. And it was really nice to meet him. But no, I hadn't met him 
at all ever before. And I enjoyed his music actually; it was very, very good. But it was just kind of just sort of another little. Hmm, how about that? He was playing with Suzanne Vega. <laughs> it was the wildest time in my life. It really was interesting. All right. Okay, all this sort of toing and froing in my mind has sort of crystallized into something now. I've just been voicing my thoughts and feelings as I do in this podcast. Sometimes, well, most times, I'm never quite sure where it's, where it's going to. But here's the thing. I think when you're in, in the shoes of a songwriter, as a songwriter, it can really help you straighten stuff out. Yeah, it can it can help you grow. Um, I, th- I think... I don't think you want it to be just therapy. In fact, I'm sure of that. You know, there's nothing worse than, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby, I'm hurting bad. Yeah, we move on, sunshine. You know, we've all written songs like that. It's got to have something more. you you gotta, you got to um, take it somewhere, I think, and make it kind of like a universal kind of a theme or, you know, but having said that, then uh, there are no real sort of, this is how you must write a song. I've said before, I'll tell you how I write a song, but I'm not going to tell you how to write a song, but how I'm going to write one. All right. Okay, I've, I've literally been casting my mind back in time to because this song took me right back there when it was all happening. I'm trying to find a funny kind of a story, but look, there, there were funny times, but it was, it was yeah, it was, it was a lot of soul searching going on for me at this stage. Um, and I, it just, this, this non-relationship, as it were, really spurred me on to find out more about myself. And not such a bad thing, I think. And um, things that came to me were, were all fishing kind of stuff. And then I started thinking about the camping trip I've just had. And I'm going to share with you just a little moment. Uh, I'm going to take you on the stream with me up at Bright. There's a small creek called Moores' Creek. There's probably better streams to fish up there, but it's really really uh, intimate little stream and it was flowing it flows right past where we camp every year so we're basically on the on the bank of the stream you can hear it chuckling away you know that sort of um sort of music that the stream can all night and just sort of streaming along like that and so come dawn i'm pretty much up and up and ready to go go fishing and what I do is I, I get a little lure, and I, what you got to do is, with, with fish, with, with trout, you want to sneak up on them, yeah? And pretty much if you're up in a bank and you look at them and you see them, they have seen you. They are on full alert, you know, they've, they've from the word go, they've had to be for predators and that sort of thing. So they're very shifty, very cunning, and very cool trout. I like trout. So what you got to do is you walk upstream and come from directly behind them. Bit, bit rough and a bit mean, but you can nick up on them. You can sneak up on them, and uh, that's what you do. And then, and then you flick the little lure up. Just it's like a game of darts on, on a on a stream this size. There's no big cast, a little deft sort of flick of the wrist, and you want to flick that lure up into those white rapids there. And it's really, really, really rewarding to put it just there. there, there. And then it comes down and. Yeah, oh, there should have been a fish there. There wasn't, and you're reeling away and bring it back in. Then you cast again, and then this time, second time, this this shadow comes darting out, grabs the lure, and then it is all on. This fish explodes out of the water. And look, I do feel a bit sorry for them, but I'm, I'm a catch and release sort of guy with the trout. And you land them, and just for a second, you look into the eye of this beautiful creature. 
glistening and he's got all these beautiful speckled spots and rainbowy sorts of colours and you take the hook out gently and say, sorry, little guy, and you hold them in the water until they just regain their their energy and that, catch their breath, and then they flit off into the shadows again. And it's really that magic kind of moment. It must be like hell for the fish, doesn't it? It's a bit rough. But um, I really like seeing animals in their environment and half the time I'm just as happy if they don't actually bite the lure, if they just come out and have a look at it. It's really cool seeing them swim along and it, it's 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 really cool, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, it's nice to be sharing the songwriting, how, how to kind of stuff and how I go about it. Just just in case, maybe there's some youngster, maybe you're, maybe you're a youngster and you're tuned in and you go, this geezer's got some okay things to say. Or not, you know, you can pick and choose, absolutely. Yeah, some of things, some things I'm saying are going to resonate, and uh, hopefully just as a, as a listener, if you're not a songwriter, I hope it's given you some idea of, again, where these songs have come from. Um, I want to tell you another little fishing story here. I, I take a young fella, Liam, fishing with me. He's, he's, he belongs to the... the uh, He's one of the group of friends. He's one of the, the kids that come along every year. We're a bunch of friends. We go camping up there at Brighton. I, I take Liam fishing, and this is the year where he finally got his first fish, casting by himself on a lure, doing all this stuff, stalking it. And when it bit, he was like, oh, oh hey, I got one. Yeah, he was so proud. It was such a cool, cool moment to be there with a little guy when he got it. He's not such a little guy anymore, but he's... He's, he was really young when he started, and man, he reminded me of me as a youngster. I'm still pretty mad keen fisherman, but uh, yeah, Liam is pretty much like I was. It's just like, you know, tense up, and he is fishing, and that, that's that's pure gold, yeah? Um, now, there was a guy that walked past our tents with a fly rod, and I went, hey, hang on, well, I had a little chat to him, and he said, oh, you got a few here last year. He was just going down to the little creek. I said to Liam, hey, hey, come, come watch this guy, mate. Come and learn something. This is fly fishing. This is even cool. And with fly fishing, what you can do is you flick the line backwards and forwards, and you float a little feathered hook with feathers on. You float it along to make it look like an insect on the surface. Imagine how delicate you have to be to land that right, yeah? So I thought it'd be good for Liam to see. So we snuck up on this guy on the path looking down on him from behind. He didn't know we were there. So we were, we were really treating him like a trout coming up behind him. And he was flicking the line backwards and forwards. See there, Liam. See there, mate. Look, he's going to cast it. And it lands. There it is. Go. See that floating down, that little spot? Here it comes. No trout there. Okay, so he flicks it up in the air again. Flicks it backwards and forwards. So this guy is good. Here he goes. And on a back swing, back, back casting, hooks it in the tree. This guy goes, oh, beep. <laughs> he said the worst possible words he could have said. And Liam looks at me, big eyes. I said, well, Liam, uh, I think the lesson's over. <laughs> it's time to go. And we're walking back having a little chuckle to ourselves because it was really funny. Like this guy was fully went from totally focused professional to just dropping his bundle instantly the frustration was immense it was so funny i said to liam you're not gonna forget that moment are you he went nah i said you're gonna forget that word he went he just looked at me with a twinkle in his eye and he said i think that fisherman could do with some anger management (laughs) and i thought that was pretty good coming from a young fella some anger management all right Hope you've enjoyed today's uh, episode of Song and a Chat. I have. 
It's been an exercise and seeing where it was going to take us. Uh, if you like the music and you want to hear more, I do have, I've, I've got my own Spotify artist channel. Uh, I've just released an album with a band, uh, Pete Pascoe and the Patient Hum. The album is called The Roughest Cut. Now that's more rock. And we, we played a few songs on the speakerphone, kind of on the phone and the speaker at the campfire the other night. And it was pretty cool. My friends all sort of stopped and listened. And cheered and clapped at the end. And they said, next, they wanted another one. And they did the same at the end of that song. So that was a pretty special moment. You know, when all's said and done, you write the songs for yourself. But gee, it's nice to get a bit of, you know, positive feedback like that. And it meant a lot coming from a mate. So so there you go. It was under the stars, round the campfire, special moments with friends. And oh, you can't beat it. Boy, I love camping. All right, but I'm back in the city now, back, back in uh, the, down in the Mornington Peninsula. And I went, and you know what I did last night? I went down and watched the sunset over the bay down at the beach. And it's a pretty good place to come back to. Bit lucky, eh? All right, that was Talking Riddles. And I've done a bit of that tonight, I think, as well. <laughs> done my best. Hope you've enjoyed this, uh, this particular episode. Have yourself a great week. And uh, I'll be back with more next week. Catch you later. This is Pete Pascal signing out. See ya. My words fall misunderstood. And who knows why this feels right.